Welcome to Overwhelmed by My Blackness, the show that stimulates, educates, and makes you want to conversate. My name is Relisha, and when I tell you I am tired of being tired, and you can take that as a fact, I'm overwhelmed by being black. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe, and donations are always appreciated. Now let's get started. Say her name, Tatiana Jefferson. Say her name, Brianna Taylor. Say her name, Luana Phillips. Say her name, India Beattie. Say her name, Joni Block. Say her name, Deborah Danner. Say her name. Kiwi Hearing. Say her name, LaRonda Sweat. Say her name, Janet Wilson. Say her name, April Webster. Say her name, Keisha Michael. Just a few of the women who have lost their lives to the hands of police. Welcome to Overwhelmed by My Blackness. I'm your host, Relisha. Um, you heard me say their names. Um, they will never be forgotten. Um, according to an insider article, more than 50 black women have been shot and killed by police alone between February 2015 and March 2021. In my first episode, I gave you a brief description of me. Um, the second one, I try to be a little lighthearted, um, give you some stereotypes about a chicken and watermelon, give you a little bit of education about that. Um, now I want to get serious. I am afraid. I am afraid as a black woman. I mean, where can I go as a black woman and feel safe and be safe? And who is going to protect me? Violence towards black girls and women has always received far too much little courage leaving the loved ones of countless victims of state-sanctioned murdered without justice. That is a quote from Arisha Hatch, Vice President of Chief of Campaigns at Color of Change. It's a nonprofit um, civil rights group. Black women are not valued. We are seen as unworthy, hypersexualized, and aggressive. The angry black woman can't control herself. You know, why is she wearing that? That's too tight. She shouldn't, which kills me. Have you ever noticed, um, say, a little 12, 13-year-old girl has on like a little mini skirt, um, maybe halfway down her thigh, maybe between her thigh and knee. You know, it's hanging down a little bit up under her butt. Um, little maybe body dress. She has it on. She's being fast. That's what we say in the black community, being fast. Uh, she's being grown. Look at her. She's being sexualized. But you go to any cheerleading squad who got on these little skirts, barely covering their butt. I know because I was a cheerleader. Well, I wasn't a cheerleader. I was on the palm squad. You know, cheerleaders cheered. Palm squad dance. <laughs> so I was in the palm squad. But um it's funny how, oh, look at the tennis outfits. 
you know, um, but they're not sexualized. So what makes the the outfits are the same, but the people who wear them are different. I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, that just crossed my mind real quick. You know, we can be honest, right? Right. We can be honest on this show. So, um, again, black women are just not valued. Um, we're seen as unworthy. Um, our black girls compared to white girls, their same age is viewed as needing less nurturing and protection, less support and comfort. Our young black girls are seen as more independent, more adult-like, and thought to know more about adult topics and sex. And um, that comes from the Center on Poverty and Inequality. Um, they found that um, in a study and black girls are seen less innocent and more adult-like um, than white girls. Um, now this bias goes way back to slavery. Um, our, our women was hypersexualized. Our girls were hypersexualized and made to be reproduced as, you know, um, as, as the white man's uh, or as the masters, so be it. It wasn't rape, right? Because that was their property. You know, we got dark skin, light skin, and blacks. Where'd that come from? You know, um, raping our women, raping our women, still no apology, you know. I guess it wasn't your people, you know, so why should you apologize for the sins of your people? Why should um, America have to pay reparations um, for other people's wrongdoings, right? You know, but uh, sins of the father, right? Ain't that what the Bible say for all you Christians out there? All right. So um, again, um, back to slavery. Uh, what's crazy to me is our 12 and 13 year old girls are seen as older than their age, which adds to the likelihood of them being trafficked. You know, um, a lot of our girls go missing every day, every year, every minute, and no one's looking for these girls. Some of them think they just ran away and and it's not that bad at home. I mean, you know, black families have problems, like white families have problems, which have Latino problems, have families. Girls just don't go disappearing. You know, again, they're seen unworthy. They're not valued, you know. So uh, because they're undervalued, who will protect them? Who will care for them? Who's looking out for our little girls out there? They have no one. They're being kicked out in schools. You know, um, there was a study. Um, oh, let me see where it's at. Um, a study um, by the Urban Institute. Um, first of all, they admitted, um, traffickers admittedly um, believe that they would receive less time if they were caught trafficking um, black women and girls versus white women. That's crazy. So black women and black little girls are taken at a higher rate. 40% of sex trafficking victims are black women because they think they'll receive less time. Think about that. And you know, the second thing, you know, I talked about earlier, um, about black women, um, not only are they shot and killed by the police, but sexual misconduct is the second most common form of misconduct reported against the law enforcement. 
And that's according to a 2010 Cato Institute report. And yet two thirds of police departments in the United States do not have a single policy to address sexual abuse by their officers. So they just get away with it. You know, uh, there's no, uh, what the immunity clauses and everything, police can shoot you and get away with it. And you know, we worry about our black men and, and I am so worried about our black men and having a black son, you know, and I had to have that talk about, you know, don't talk back to the police, you know, buy what they say, we'll get it, you know, handled later, keep your hands on the steering wheel, keep your driver's license, keep insurance, don't give them a reason to pull you over. You know, the talk that every black woman has to have for her black son. So I worry about him, but now you, I have to worry about my daughter. Have you seen the videos? Have you seen the videos of black women being beat on the side of the highway, dragged across the ground, yanked out of cars? Tased by the police, just why they simply just being asking, why am I being detained? Not only do they have to worry about the police, domestic violence is rampant. Domestic violence, and I don't understand women. Um, I've been there. Well, I, maybe I do understand. I mean, I've been there. I've been in two abusive relationships, and I wouldn't say that I don't understand um, why you may say, and some of these guys, I mean, I'm watching on YouTube. I mean, these women is getting killed when they try to leave. These men are killing them. Men, we are not your possession. You do not own us. And yes, you love us, but my mama loved me too. And my brother and sister love me too. And my kids love me too. And I have friends and other people who love me. I do not belong to you. That's why you got to be careful who you lay down with women. You can't just lay down with anybody. And when a man hits you, leave the first time. Because every time you forgive him, you tell him it's okay. It's okay. And the next thing you know, you're in a position where you're stuck and you feel like there's no way out. Because it happens slowly, but surely he gets rid of your friends. You know, it, it, it's not immediately. It's not immediately. Next thing you know, you hang out, you think it's cool because he's calling you all the time. He's so sweet. All he do, he's not him calling you all the time is crazy. He should be doing something else. He should be living his life and y'all should be meeting up in between. Married couples don't call all day, every day. So how y'all dating and ain't got no kids and this man is steady on your line. That's crazy. When he want to know where you at all the time, that's probably because he, he don't want to want you to run into him where he at, first of all. Yeah, I think this podcast done went a different way. So, <laughs> But women, I mean, I mean, who, who going to protect us? I mean, our, our, our men is locked up and it's not really from their fault of own. I mean, there there is a such thing as systematic racism. There is a such thing as system when you're locking it, you there ain't no fathers in the home. We'll give, quit locking them up for petty things. Sometimes these drug charges, you're seeing it more and more. These men is innocent. They locking them up on drug charges, but then it's a catch-22 because you have those children and you're trying to raise these, but you're getting Section 8 or you're getting public housing, but the father of your children can't be there because he has a drug charge. So they're keeping them out of the home, but they're talking about they should be there. But again, that's another topic for um, another day, so make sure you're keeping tuned and look forward to... Uh, that conversation uh, in the future. Um, but back to 
where is it safe for a black woman and who is going to protect me black women are fearing uh worse in the economy than any other group and we work three times as hard my grandma told me when i was younger i have three strikes against me three strikes one i'm black two i'm a woman three i'm a black woman i had to work harder i mentioned in um the first um, episode about my name being Relisha, I truly believe um, with my skills, uh, with my degrees, um, with my experience, I should um, be further than I am in my career. Yeah, and it has something to do with me being a small town, nowhere, you know, in the middle of the country. Um, I understand that, you know, I'm in the Midwest and uh but i did live in the big city i decided to move to atlanta the metropolitan in 2010 when uh we were going through a small recession jobs were down unemployment was so high um just graduated from college catch 22 you need experience to get the job jobs are limited I have no experience. You have these uh, experienced journalists. They're gonna give me a chance. No, I did a lot of work for free. <laughs> a lot of work for free. And I just wish, you know, just being a black woman, just being the first generation um, to graduate in my family and not knowing about college, not knowing about the things, being married with the children, going to school and working. Um, I didn't know I should have took more internships. No one told me I didn't have that uh, mentor. I mean, I had a lot of mentors in there, but I wish women, 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 because a lot of black women, we are educated. We go to college. We get it. Uh, my daughter, I'm very proud of doing great. She decided not to go to uh, college. She said she didn't want to be in student loan date, um, debt. Biden, please help me out. Um, and she's doing great, she's successful. I mean, this generation, um, they're making it their own, they're entrepreneurs, they're going into business for themselves. Kudos to them because they don't wanna be stuck in debt. A lot of black women went to school and we have a lot of student loan debt. I can speak for myself. I did everything I was supposed to. You told me if I go to school, it would put me in a better position. I would make more than the person who has a high school diploma. Really? Is that true? <laughs> Look at the unemployment rate to black women compared to any other demographic. Look at the wages of black women compared to any other demographic. It's crazy, you know, we're at the bottom of the totem pole, you know, and uh, Again, we are undervalued and seen as unworthy and oftentimes ignored. Our girls are hypersexualized and adulterified, but uh, we are also educated, hardworking, and left with the crimes uh, in a bucket. <laughs> We often carry the weight of the world. I think about my granny. 
You know, she took care of a lot of white women's children and fed them and did their clothes. And, and, and they're so scared of us and we're so angry, but we're so angry and unworthy, but we are worthy enough to take care of your children that you didn't have time to do for whatever reason. You had this gala to go to or whatever you guys do when you're not taking care of your kids, that is more important. And still got to go home and take care of our kids. I mean, I admire my grandmother, you know, Washington, I always had the whites as white. My gra my mom used to get the whites so white. <laughs> I still have not learned that trait, how she got them white so white. But my grandma used to just clean whites and get them so whites for white folks. Ironic, huh? Did the whites for white folks, you know? She was just never appreciated. Love her. Her name was Glorine Elizabeth Davis. Her initials was GED. She believed in education and she went and got her GED when she was in her 50s. She believed in education. And uh, I am a writer. I love news. I love politics because of my granny. She sat and watched news and I just wanted to, I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to inform people. I wanted to educate people. I just wanted them to, all the things are going in the world, you know, black women, we got to get focused. You know, they're taking away our rights. First time in my lifetime that women don't have a right to make a decision about their body. And it, and it starts, they're banning books. On oh, Rosa Parks, <laughs> an American hero who was tired and didn't want to move. She was already sitting in the black session. She was sitting in the front part of the black section, but that still wasn't far enough. She had enough. Have you women not had enough? We got domestic violence going on. We got sex trafficking going on. We got police brutality going on. We got domestic violence going on. And then we hate on each other. We got to do better, women. We got to come, come together. We got to think about that village because where is it safe for a black woman? Who's going to protect us? You know, when I say where is it safe for a black woman, I'm not just talking about in America. I'm talking about in the world. I cannot take off the skin. Wherever I go, I am black. I am a black woman. There's racism in Canada. It's subtle racism. It isn't as, as blunt as it is in America. But there's racism there. I mean, shit. Uh, racism originated. <laughs> from Europe, the UK is, you know, uh, shit, Britain, uh, British had uh, slaves till 1960. Well, not, uh, let me see, is it 19? Yeah, till the six. Yeah, Jamaica's only been freed for 60 years. My dad is 63. When my dad was three years old, there was still slavery in Jamaica. Long live the queen, right? <laughs> Long live the queen. Well, I just wanted to uh, touch on a couple of things in this episode. Um, just how others view us as black women, you know, and the things that black women, as black women, we have to endure. And how we have to work three times as harder because we already got three strikes against us. One, we're black. Two, we're a woman. Three, 
we're a black woman. I also wanted to give you some information. I, I wanted to say their names. I want to let you know that they're never forgotten, that it's still happening. That women are being out there, a woman, women. I just had the other day a Mexican gentleman run up in my face because I cut off his sister. I went to the gas station. He literally pulled up in the gas station, jumped out of his car and got in my face. But what he didn't know is my friend was driving behind me and I was going to the gas station because they needed gas. So it was de-escalated real quick when a male jumped out. But thank God that that male was there for me because who was going to protect me? There was people in the store watching. There was people pumping gas. But nobody came to this black woman's rescue. Why is that? Did they think I can handle it for myself? Did they just not want to get involved? Did they think it was just none of their business? Were they just waiting to see what happened? Who's going to protect me? You can't really call and count on the police. You don't want to call a gun to the situation. Lately, people have been getting killed on mental health calls. You call the police for your loved one because they're experiencing an episode. They end up dead and in a coma. And black women. How can a big old man train police officer, two or three of them, just to have justification for slamming a woman to the ground? What is the justification? Men are naturally stronger than a woman. I don't care if you're a short man and she's a tall, obese woman. Men are stronger than women naturally. They're built that way. And women are more nurturing anyway. Yeah, I know a lot of us got some mouths, but that's our mechanism. That's our way, especially black women. It's not because we're angry. That's our weapon is our words. We use our words as weapons. I don't know. And then, and then you know, um, I talk about, you know, just the world um, over-sexualizing our females, um, adulterification, our little girls. But, you know, parents, you got to take some responsibility. And I can tell you, I was a little fast girl. My mama didn't let me wear what I wanted to wear. And I would sneak and wear it anyway, you know, dress under layers. And we got to do better with the images that our little girls are seeing. We got to let them know that it's not okay. And, and it's just not us. We need to reach out to these businesses. Um, I remember my daughter was like, 12, 13, and I was trying to buy her shorts uh, for the summer. It was summertime. So I'm trying to get her some shorts, and I can't find anything but booty shorts. No long cargo shorts, no nothing like that. I think I ended up cutting, like, some jeans or something like that so she can have some, or she was wearing, like, maybe sundresses. Why? are these companies and fashion people why are we allowing them to set trends for our kids we allowing them to let our girls wear little tiny shorts and 
and little uh the shirts don't even reach the belly button no more now i can understand in the women's section hey if you want to share your belly hey that's on you show off your little belly ring hey hey show off your little tattoo in the back that's on you but why does our little girls have little tank tops and things i think uh, um and, and are these is i wonder hmm, i'm gonna have to look that up I wonder if a lot of these fashion companies ran by men. Well, owned by men. Who makes the final decision? I don't think uh, there's a lot of women at the top of these things. And if they are, shame on you. Shame on you for sexualizing our little girls. Because these clothes are getting littler and littler and smaller and smaller. And with all the human trafficking going on, with all these girls being raped, and then they're not believed. When you're raped, you are victimized all over again. That's why women don't talk. That's why they are afraid to tell what happened to them because they don't want to be victimized. They don't want to not be believed. And the silliest argument is because you may ruin a man's reputation. Because you may ruin someone's reputation. If you're coming out to say something like that, yeah, people lie in everything. They lie at work. They lie to their wives. <laughs> they lie on resumes. You know, I mean, they... <sighs> people lie. That's what they do. However... That's not a reason for you not to prosecute 99% of rape and molestation cases or for you not to believe the women first. This is the one case I don't believe innocent until proven guilty. When you say rape, you should be guilty until proven innocent. And if and I'm sorry if if some people reputation may because there is just evil sick people out there in the world who just want to ruin people's lives and that's still happening today you know but as a woman who was touched as a woman who was raped as a woman who 98 percent of the women i know have been touched or violated or sexually assaulted or harassed in some type of way who don't talk to a, a talk until they're older or tried when they were younger and did wasn't believed, who are still dealing with that. And then it's just a slap on the hand for the man, isn't it? It's funny how it's just a slap on the hand. They do a couple of years and they get out and do the same thing and these pedophiles until they rape and kill. And it's just a slap on the hand. You get more jail time for selling drugs and you get more jail time for voting incorrectly and you didn't know a woman in texas got five years for voting when she was told that she was able to vote and she wasn't eligible because she was a felon and a pedophile and a child molester get less time than that this is ridiculous the misogynistic world that we live in and there's no rights for women i am a Black woman, but I'm also a woman as well.
Well, I can rant all day. I, um, but I am glad that you guys did um, tune in today. And I hope you guys learned something today. Um, and I hope you guys come back and hear some more. Um, I'm very interested in getting to know you. Again, leave me a message. Tell me a topic you would like to talk about. Tell me some things maybe you've been through. Tell me if you agree, you disagree, if you like. Definitely rate. Rate, review, and subscribe. Donations is always appreciated. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And stay happy in this cruel, cruel world. Enjoy your day.